Hey LifeBridge, today we're starting a new campaign. We're calling it the Fully Formed Life. And for the next five weeks, we're gonna be meeting outside over at Bushnell Park. So instead of bringing a, a phone out there and live streaming the whole service, we just decided to create these videos separately and then we'll release them on Sunday morning for you. So if you're wanting to watch these at home, I'd encourage you to uh, watch the videos. Watch, it's just gonna be the sermon. I'd encourage you to watch those and to participate as best you can. Outside, we're going to be more conversational, so I'm going to preach for like 10 minutes, and then we're going to get into groups and discuss the theme of what we just talked about. So I'd encourage you at home to either just reflect on the questions that I have here for you, or to discuss and converse around the topic with others in your household. So thanks for joining us. Um, we're going to talk today about the, the, the first sermon in the Fully Formed Life campaign. So, what we're talking about is spiritual formation, okay? Spiritual formation, uh, discipleship, spiritual growth. These are some big, kind of lofty, kind of scary terms that when we talk about them, we kind of all have an idea of what we're talking about, but we never really peg it. We never really, you know, come to a, di a, a distinct definition of what we're talking about with spiritual formation. So we have this lofty idea but we don't fully nail it down. So that's what we're gonna do throughout this campaign, is try to nail it down, try to come to some hard and fast conclusions of what this is, and try to develop this in our lives. So I'll, I'll give you a definition in just a little bit here, but first I just wanna talk about how important this really is for our life. We're all being formed by something. We're all being formed into someone. We're, we're changing. Spiritual formation is just uh, what we're becoming, who we're becoming. So the question isn't if we are being formed. The question is, who are we being formed into? Romans 12, 2 says it this way. It says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Notice both of those verbs are passive. Be conformed. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That we're all being formed into someone. So, since we're all being formed when we talk about spiritual formation, what we're talking about is really spiritual transformation. Because we're all sitting here today listening to this, and we have been formed into someone. Through our experiences, through uh, our culture, through our understanding and our learning, and everything has formed us into the person that we are today. So what we need to do is to be spiritually transformed into the image of Christ. We can't do this without the help of the Holy Spirit, as we're going to see throughout this campaign. Dallas Willard, in the Renovation, Renovation of the Heart, he says this, Our life and how we find the world now and in the future is almost totally a simple result of what we have become in the depths of our being, in our spirit, will, or heart. From there, we see our world and interpret reality. From there, we make our choices, break into action, try to change the world. We live from our depths, he says, most of which we do not understand. So what Dallas Willard is getting at here is how our internal life is super important for our spiritual formation. It's really all of our spiritual formation. So again, spiritual formation, discipleship, spiritual growth, they're big, scary, kind of lofty terms that are tough for us to pin down. 
So what are we going for here? What's the point of this whole church thing? What's, what's the point of the Bible studies that we go to, the, the reading that we do, church services that we attend, the small groups that we go to, all of this stuff? It's all geared towards spiritual formation. So what is it? What are we driving towards? So Dallas Willard defines it like this, the spirit-driven process of forming the inner world of the human self in such a way that it becomes like the inner life of Christ himself. Now, unless you like sit and really <laughs> kind of meditate on that, you're still like, what? What does that mean? Uh, it's still too much for me. So we're going we're gonna to boil it down even more. And, and our, our working definition for spiritual formation, spiritual growth, discipleship, uh, is just going to be this, the process of growing in love for God and others. The process of growing in love for God and others. Okay, this is, this is what Jesus brought in, in his life, is, is he pointed us in this direction constantly to how we can grow in love for God and others. And he constantly points us to the reality that this is a transformation of the heart that is needed, that it's a transformation of our inner life that's needed. It's not just outward actions that we need to change. So when we talk about growing in love for God and love for others, we're, we're taking this from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 to 30, 31, where, where Jesus is asked, what is the greatest commandment in the law? says it like this, One of the scribes came up and heard them disputing with one another, and seeing that he answered them well, asked him, Which commandment is the most important of all? Jesus answered, The most important is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. What Jesus quotes here is the, what is known as the Shema from the Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 5 says this, Hear, O Israel. The word Shema just means hear, listen, pay attention. Hear, O Israel. Uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might. Now, for the next few weeks, we're going to be unpacking that. Uh, we're going to look at what it means to love God with all of our heart with all of our soul, with all of our might, okay? And with all of our mind, as Jesus adds here. And we'll, we'll see where that comes from and why Jesus added that. This is kind of the heart of what it means to follow Christ. And when I say heart, I mean the center. This is the center of it, is lear learning to love God more. So we're going to unpack the Shema kind of word by word and, and see what it means for us to love God more. But back to our definition of uh, spiritual formation is growing in love for God and others. And Jesus says here that these are the two greatest commandments, to love God and to love your neighbor. So today what we're going to do is just focus on the word for uh, love and how it's all about growing in love. So love is super important in the Christian faith. I could go on and on and on about this, but love again is central to the Christian faith. 1 John 4, 8 says anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. That is quite the statement, right? God is love. Therefore, if we are, don't love, we don't know God, John says, because love is, is self-derived from God. So then if we know God, then we begin to love like God loves. John 13, 34 and 35, Jesus says this, 
a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. He says, just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. And then he makes this very profound statement, by this all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Jesus is saying this is the command that he gives. Uh, and elsewhere in 1 John, he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. I'm sorry, not 1 John, in John. Jesus says, if you love me, you'll do what I say, is basically what he's saying. So, if we love Jesus, if we love God, we will do what he says. And his number one commandment is to love one another. And he says, this is how the world will know that we are his disciples, is how we love one another. That in itself is a very challenging thing. Because when we hear that, we think, what are Christians known for today? And if we're honest with ourselves, it's probably not love. At least as the culture knows the church today. And that's a problem. So, we must learn to love. This is what spiritual formation is all about, is learning to love. Is that too simple? (laughs) I hear it a lot. People asking me, what is this discipleship? What is spiritual formation? What is it all about? And when I say something along those lines, they're left with an impression of like, ah, there's got to be something more. Like, that's it? Really? That's it? The reality is it's very simple in theory. But we will never reach the end of it in practice. We will never love perfectly one another and God. And so it's very simple in theory, but difficult in practice. When we talk about love, sometimes we're even going to talk about it in the sense of devotion, okay? Because love for us in our culture, it just implies like an emotional response. Devotion implies action. So in the first century, when Jesus was saying these things, uh, even in the Old Testament, uh, love meant you the emotion, for sure, the internal response, but also action. Remember what Jesus said, if you love me, you'll do what I say. You'll obey my commandments. So that's how we know that we love is if we're willing to obey Jesus' commandments. So if we want to contrast, I think this is really helpful for us, to contrast Christianity and our spiritual growth or spiritual formation as growing in love, contrast that with some other forms of growth in our society today. Greg Thompson, he does this in one of the videos that, we, that I posted for our uh, circle content he said in his conversation about how do we grow, he goes through three different models. He calls one the therapeutic model. And he says this is driven by psychology. And the goal is human happiness in this model. And he says the path is self-knowledge, becoming more aware of ourself with the goal of becoming happy for our lives. Which are certainly good things, right? Happiness, understanding ourselves. Those are good things. And then he goes through another model, the technocratic model, which is uh, about the cultivation of social skills and and growth in whether it's business or uh, just furthering yourself and understanding yourself. The goal is effectiveness, he says, and the path is cultivation of skill. If you want to be good at something, you develop a skill, whether it's in, in in your job, in your workplace, in a hobby, if you're studying for music or a sport, whatever it is, you, you cultivate skill and you want to be effective and you want to win or you want to climb the ladder of your business. 
That's the technocratic model. But then the Christian formation model is, is different. He says the goal is love of God and neighbor, as we've previously identified. And the path is the practices. So we grow in love through the practices. So when we think about these various models of the goal being human happiness versus love, what are the differences there? I encourage you to reflect on that and unpack that or discuss it with those in your household. When we think about the goal being effectiveness as the difference between the goal of love, what are the differences there and how can that, or how does the Christian model of formation differ from the technocratic model? I would encourage us today, the only thing that I, my, my one main point that I want to drive home when we talk about spiritual formation is to view our discipleship to Christ, to view our homes, to view our schools, to view our workplaces, all of it as, as a school of love, which I think is, is profoundly simple, to view our, our life in general as a school of love helping us to learn how to love one another more. So how does that change how you view your home? How does that change how you view church? How does that change how you view your workplace and the tensions and the difficulties that we have with one another? Viewing them as opportunities to grow and expand our ability to love God and to love one another more. Because that's what it's all about. Spiritual formation is all about learning to love God and love others more. Love must be at the center of it.